0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Man I Wanna Be podcast. My name is Keaton and I am your host. And today I've got a second, probably very short episode that I wanted to do. Um, and so I'm going to kind of be shooting from the hip. I don't actually have notes. All I have is my Bible in front of me. So we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, I don't ramble too long and just leave you wondering, like, dude, what's the point? So um, today, I, I run a men's small group through our church, and we're going through First uh, and Second Samuel right now. Uh, we just started today, and what we're looking at, we're looking at the man that Saul was and the man that David was and the differences between those two. And um, I think I've said this before on the podcast, I, it, I'm of the opinion that First and Second Samuel are the greatest leadership books ever written. And if you read them with a leadership lens— um, a lot of things start to become apparent, especially as you read them over and over and over again. So for the last several years, I've tried to read First and Second Samuel at the beginning of every year and then in the middle of the year at least twice a year just because um, part of the way the Old Testament specifically is written is written as meditation literature, So, which is like a theological thing. It's written assuming you know how the story goes so that you can pick up little lessons along the way that lead somewhere. And so I've read first and second Samuel a lot And today, um, in the chapter that we were reading, I noticed something about the character of Saul that kind of forecasts what the rest of his life will be like, what he'll be like as King. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this because I have done this. Uh, I've done this before. And what, what, what I told the guys in my small group, as we were getting ready to read first and second Samuel, I said, I told them everybody's got a little bit of Saul in them. Um, Saul kind of represents most men to a degree. David is kind of like the man we all kind of want to be. He's a warrior that was awesome and conquered giants and fought battles. And and then there's Saul who a lot of us are end up and kind of end up like. And, um, so today I noticed something. So I'm going to read something from this passage, and then I'm just going to kind of talk about it. This episode will probably be pretty short. You can listen to it while you're, uh, I don't know, walking to your lunch or something. Um, okay, so this is in First Samuel chapter 9, um, and uh, I'm going to give you just a little bit of background, and then I'll just read the verses. So... Um, Israel in the previous chapter has demanded a king. They've never had a king. They've had judges and they've had God um, to rule over them. And now they want a king so that they can be like the other nations. They get this stark warning about, Are you, you don't really want a king, but we're going to give you one anyway. Um, the king is going to take, 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 take. He's going to take everything from you because that's what kings do. Um, and throughout history, this has proven true. Um And then the very next chapter, it says Saul is chosen to be king. That's the title of the chapter, okay? So it starts off describing Saul as this really tall, handsome man. He's taller than anyone in Israel. He's exactly what you would expect a king to look like. Um, And you get a little preview into how Saul is chosen to be king. And the way he's chosen is his father, his father's name is Kish, gives him an assignment to go find some donkeys, okay? really odd thing to go find. But, um, some donkeys have gotten away and Saul, Saul's father, Kish comes to him and he says, take one of the young men with you, go and look for the donkeys. Okay. That's his assignment. Go find the donkeys. Okay. So they head out to go find these donkeys. And so they've been wandering out. It says that, um, we'll start here. Um, So Saul grabs a person, grabs one of the male servants, and it it says they passed through the hill country of Ephraim, and they passed through the land of Shalishah, but they did not find them. And then they passed through the land of Shalim, but they were not there. And they passed through the land of Benjamin, but they could not find them. Okay, so they wandered around for days and days and days and miles and miles and miles looking for these donkeys, and they couldn't find them, okay? And verse five it says, When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. Sounds pretty nice. He's being considered of his father. But the servant said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in the city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. Now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way that we should go. And then Saul said to the servant, but if we go, if we go, but if we go, what can we bring the man for the bread in our sacks is gone and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant said to Saul again, here, I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver and I, I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Um, and and then it says formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, um, they would say, come, let's go see the seer. And then they would pay the seer. And then Saul said to the servant, well said, let us go. And so they went to the city where the man of God was. Okay. The reason this stuck out to me is because this kind of mentality that Saul has is going to play out in the rest of his kingship. Um, to the detriment of all of Israel and to the detriment of his, uh, his kingdom and his legacy. Saul is given an assignment. To go find the donkeys that is his job and he's been wandering around looking for them and he hasn't found them so he hasn't fulfilled the assignment that was given to him and under the guise of being polite to his father he decides to quit that's what he does he says you know what my dad's probably getting anxious haven't found the donkeys but i i don't want him to be anxious so i'm gonna go home he's what he's doing is he's quitting He's giving up on his assignment. He's not fulfilling what was has been told, to, what he has been told to do. And the donkeys aren't his. It's his father who's going to lose out on the donkeys because they're not Saul's. They're his father's. And his father said, "Go find them." And Saul did not fulfill his duty. And so he makes an excuse to be like, under the guise of being polite to his father, he quits. But the other thing that he does is he now defaults to someone else to lead him. So it's the servant who doesn't have the assignment. He's just there to help. The servant says, well, we could go see a man of God, and he could probably tell us where the donkeys are. So now Saul, who is in charge, who has the assignment, who's supposed to be leading this mission and seeing it through, has decided to quit, and now the servant has to try to get Saul to go along with him. And so the servant says to Saul, like, well, we could go see a man of God. He will tell us where to find it. And Saul is like, well, we can't pay him, so we might as well. He basically is like, We can't pay him, so we might as well go home. And the servant says, I will, I'll pay him. Saul, so Saul has forfeited his role as carrying out this assignment that his father gave him. And now he's trying to, he's creating excuses and he allows the person who's not in charge to take the burden of leadership um, to make sure that they actually find the donkeys. Okay. This plays out in the rest of Saul's kingdom for the rest of his his kingship he defaults on his duty and on his assignment he doesn't fulfill what he is supposed to do and he and someone else has to lead instead of him even though he is the one who is put put in charge of israel and this is noted by david david ends up as a servant in saul's house he plays the harp for him Um, and saul is supposed to be the one who leads the battles And people go with Saul, but he doesn't do it. Uh, This is most notable in David and Goliath um, when Saul is cowering in his tent and he can't, no one is going to fight Goliath. So David shows up and has to take it, take over that assignment for him. Um, when Saul casts David out of his kingdom, because he's so jealous of him that he can't stand to be around him, David ends up fighting all of the battles on behalf of Israel. While Saul forfeits his duty as King to get rid of, to try to kill David. He does this over and over and over again, where he forfeits his responsibility. He quits on his responsibility. He quits on his assignment and, and has leaves a space for someone else to do his job for him. And the reason that struck me is because how many of us men forfeit our assignment because it's taking a long time or we just don't want to do it. And so we create excuses that sound good that that justify our quitting. Um, and I'm trying to think of an example recently from my life where I did this um, and uh I think I, man, I should have thought about this beforehand before I got on the microphone. But I know that there have been times in my life where I quit, and I forfeited my assignment, and I used something under the guise of, well, it just must not be the right time, or it maybe God doesn't want me to do that, which is a really common thing Christians say when they when they're really quitting. Um, but like you and I, if you have kids. You have an assignment to take care of your kids. Those kids have been entrusted to you by God who made them, um, to raise them. And, um, you don't get, we don't get to just quit on that or to love our wives or to do our jobs at our, at our, at our work. Um, there have been times at work when I know that, um, I should be leading and instead I default to let someone else take over my job for me, um, because either I'm feeling lazy or. Um, or I'm lacking some confidence or any other thing. But one of the things that you and I need to remember because we don't want to be like Saul is if we're giving us an assignment, no matter how long it takes to fulfill, we need to fulfill it. We don't need to create excuses to cover our quitting and our unwillingness to finish the assignment that's been given to us. If we have an assignment, we need to fulfill it. We need to finish it. Um, and if we're in a position of leadership, we need to lead. Um, we don't want to be defaulting to the, the people who are supposed to be our followers to lead for us. Um, that's different than empowerment, and that's different than delegation. Delegation is still initiated by the leader. Paul, or uh, excuse me, Saul forfeited his leadership responsibility to the servant, and the servant knew what the assignment was, and he's like, no, we're not We're not going home. We need to find these donkeys. Um, and that's kind of the thought that I was working with. If you have an assignment, do not quit under the guise of good excuses. I don't want my father to be anxious. No, no, no. You have an assignment. Fulfill your assignment. That's all I have for you today. Very short episode. Just a quick thought. Thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, leave a five-star review. Share it with a friend. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.